Hey there, Atlanta, and those around Atlanta. Who else is around Atlanta? Look, I don't know all the cities off the top of my head, but I know where we are, and we are in North Carolina. So I'm going to say North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Mississippi, Florida, and every neighboring state. Okay, just bring all of the South to Atlanta. We're talking to everyone over here. Get ready for an unforgettable experience that celebrates Black love and unity. That's right. Mark your calendars for Saturday, October 21st, 2023, from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Black Love, Inc.'s highly anticipated annual event, the Black Love Summit. Now in its sixth year, this summit is all about fostering love, growth, and community within the Black community. And let me tell you, this year's lineup of high-profile talent, signature panels, and captivating conversations is going to blow your mind. Absolutely. Hosted by the creators of the Black Love docuseries and our friends, Tommy and Cody Elaine Oliver, the summit brings together renowned couples from the show and talented individuals from the extended Black Love family. It's a day filled with candid and honest discussions about love, partnership, wellness, and building thriving communities. You won't want to miss this transformative event. So grab your tickets now for the Black Love Summit. Head over to blacklove.com summit to get your tickets now. Join Black Love for an empowering day of connection and celebration. Go to blacklove.com summit to secure your spot today. Welcome to the Amazing Clarks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together as a team for 22 years, but that have been passionately in love for 30. They call us the Amazing Clarks because we empower people to live amazing lives. And you are joining us here for our Love Revolution where we discuss ideas and concepts that help us love ourselves and one another more because we need more love in the universe. That's right. No matter what level you're on, we're here to get you higher. So today we have another amazing episode for you guys. Mm -hmm. Today's main topic is tightening up the bolts, the relationship bolts. Why you got to keep tightening them up? What is it? What it is it? What it is it? <laughs> what it, what it is? is. <laughs> and how can you use it in your relationship to benefit you guys? We're going to talk about all that and more. This is something that's really important, especially for you couples out there and for you singles, because one day you will be in a relationship. But before we jump to the main topic, this part of the show is Ask the Clocks. This is where you guys send your questions in and we answer them live on air. So if you guys got questions about love, relationships, dating, life in general, it don't matter. Send them in and Melanie and I will answer them live on air. So baby, what's today's Ask the Clocks question? So today's question is, so let me give you some context first. This young man Mm -hmm. um, is dating this young lady, mm-hmm. and he did not try to sleep with her early on. He's mm-hmm. taking his time. So his question is, I didn't want to sleep with her right away, but now she's unsure. How do I explain to her why I didn't want to sleep with her? So I know from the entire email, the reason he didn't mm-hmm. want to sleep with her is she put it on her dating profile that she's sick of guys mm. just wanting her for sex. Mm. So he's trying to respect that boundary. But then she's acting kind of funny now that he's right. 
he's respecting that boundary. So he doesn't really know what to say. Like, I'm respecting your boundary, but now you're unsure of me because I'm not acting like yeah. all the other guys. So like, I'm not doing what all the other guys gotcha. were doing. So it sounds like she feels rejected or she mm-hmm. got a feeling certain she's in her emotions because yeah. he didn't move on her. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You know what? That's actually more common than some of you guys might believe. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's actually happened to me. Um, when I was single oh, and dating. really? Yeah, there was a, a situation where um, I went on a date with this young lady. And as soon as she got in my car, she immediately gave me the rundown. Like, don't think anything's going to happen. We are mm-hmm. not going to have sex. I'm just going out on a date with you. Oh, so yeah. do not hit on me. Do not go there because I'm not having it. Do you understand? It was yeah. like, whoa, okay, I get it. I respect that. And so I took her out. She had an amazing date. She had fun. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the date, she was like, you want to come inside? Right. And I was like, no. And she was like, why not? And it was like, do you remember that conversation that we had where you said you were not going to have sex with me? You don't want to do it. I'm respecting that. And it was interesting because the more I said no, the more she tried. Yeah. The more, you know, she tried to work. No, please. It's okay. You can come in. I changed my mind. And I didn't feel good about that because, first of all, I don't like the mixed messaging. Right. And if she's going to do that in this situation, What's to stop her from, you know, if we do, if I do go inside, at some point she says, you know what? I told you I didn't want to, you forced me. And all of a sudden it's a whole nother program. Right. No, thank you. Yeah. And so well, I, I, I didn't go in and she called me the, ne- the next day and asked me to go out with her. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. And this time she said, this time you can come to my house. Mm. But something weird that happened was I was telling my friend about it, mm-hmm. who was an older gentleman. We were playing ball together. And he was like, that's crazy. And I was like, yeah, but I'm going to go today. I'm going to go hang out with her. I'm going to go to our house and, you know, take it, handle business from there, see what happens. Mm -hmm. And so I went, knocked on the door, and when the door opened up, I remember this. It was my friend. It was my older friend. He was like a father figure to me. I had never been (laughs) in his house. It was his daughter. It was his daughter. And he opened the door. I was like, Anthony, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, oh. (laughs) And he gave me a look like, oh, my. Daughter. Oh, my daughter. And he was like, Ugh. yeah. So, um, them small towns, some small towns that get you every time. Yeah. But she, the mixed message thing, that's what, what happened. I think for him, kudos to you, my man, for mm-hmm. respecting the boundaries. Yeah. I think for, so. For her to change the, the player's game in the ninth inning, that's on her to try to do that. You stuck to it. You kept it real. That was on her. Can I help and him? Just, and just explain that to her. Yes. But can I help him understand her a little bit? Like, I really believe understanding helps communication. So I just want to say this. I want to say two things about it, right? Number one, fire and desire. Everyone wants what they can't have, right? So it's really sexy. A guy is actually, you guys peep this. You're really sexy when you don't try to come at us. Mm -hmm. When I say fire and desire, We all want what we can't have, right? So for her, it made her more attracted to him Mm -hmm. because he didn't come at her like that. It made her want him because her expectation is that guys are just going to, all guys are going to try, right? Mm -hmm. So there's two things going on. First of all, it made her want him, which I'm going to circle back to that because I have a whole bunch to say about that. And then number two is it's our programming as women, as women we're taught that when men really like us and they're into us and they desire us that they can't even help themselves. They have to try 
It's just so overwhelming, their attraction to us that they can't help themselves. So even though we say like, no, I don't want that, or no, you know, that's not happening. When they don't try, it's like, then it makes the insecurity come Mm -hmm. out. Like, wait a minute, but guys can't help it. Like they're supposed to, and he didn't even try at all. Instead of her realizing like, wow, I set a boundary, which is me communicating to him how I want to be treated and he respected it, he must really be attracted to me. Mm-hmm. But the old mindset was like, he's not attracted to you if he try- doesn't try to get at you, right? So that's one part. Then the other part I want to go back to is the fire and desire. This is really interesting. I just mm-hmm. recently experienced this. Okay, about to tell my business on the podcast. Ready? Here we go. Tea time. With we, we recently had a situation I won't go into the details, but we had a situation where we were not able to make love for like three weeks because we didn't have any privacy. And can I tell you how much I wanted you during those three weeks? And I, and I, we discussed this and I think a huge part of it was because I couldn't. So it's like when sometimes when you want something and you can't have it, it makes you want it more. And I just think that that's human behavior. Like we are, we are just filled with desire feels good. Like desire is such an intoxicating feeling. And I think that's why a lot of people like go from relationship to relationship because they want to like keep redoing that desire piece. Right. And so what happened is guys, if you're smart, you won't hit on these women right away and you'll let them know I'm into you, but yeah, we're not going there right away. That is going to drive them crazy. It, Anthony, you've done this forever. I've said this even when we were dating, like you do this thing, you still do it. You're so cool. Like I'll be talking to you and I'll be like, really like trying to get your attention. And you're just kind of staring off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And I don't know what it is about that. I'm just like, I want you so bad because you're just like, it's like a coolness instead of a neediness. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's yep. the energy. Yep. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't do it on purpose now, (laughs) but it really is that, that wanting and that desire is so intoxicating. And I just want to say one more thing. I'm going to let you jump in. I I know because I know you're excited. I know you're excited to talk about this. And then just yesterday I was reading this whole article and they were asking married couples what they miss most about being single. And one of the number one things was the newness and excitement and desire that comes from meeting someone new. You can't, they were saying you can't duplicate that in a relationship. Like once that's gone, that's gone. And so desire and that newness, it's very, very powerful. I don't think it's the end all be all because Hmm. I think that connection and building and growing and, and living life together is also extremely intoxicating, but it's very different energy. My answer to your question was be real with the girl and just tell her, you know, I read your profile and I'm not that guy and I I respect you and I, and I'm a good listener and it'll happen naturally when it's time for it to happen. Don't tell her when, don't tell her you want to do it. Just let her build more desire for you. And if she was feeling you then. She's still feeling you. Mm-hmm. So she she's feeling you more now. Feeling more I now. guarantee it. She's yeah. feeling it more now. And, yep. and, and you know, another reason why she's probably feeling you more so is because once she put that out there to not go there sexually and if she's not going there, then she doesn't have to have her guards up on a date, especially if she believes that you agree, that you got it, that mm-hmm. you heard her. 
So once she doesn't have to worry about, you know, keeping her guards up because you're trying to take something for her, get him take advantage of her, then she can drop her guards. Once she drops her guards, then she could be more vulnerable. Once she's more vulnerable, then she can connect to you. So you probably snuck up on her and you're probably a great date on top of that. Mm -hmm. And so afterwards, you know, she changed her mind somewhere in between. Just be honest. But she's still feeling you. She'll get over it. She'll be back. Yeah. She's going to love you again. Yes. And take, right. and take your time. It's and, sexy. That's right. So time for the main topic. I forgot we had a main topic. Yeah. I was so excited yeah, about no, that no, question. That. It's all right. It's all we do. Oh, yeah. We have a main topic. What is it, that's babe? Right. The main topic is tightening the bolts. Oh, yeah. In your relationship. Yes, yes, yes. Keep the bolts tight. Keep your relationship tight. Yes. So here's the setup. And we're coaches. So we, we're coaching couples all the time over the last 22 years, probably thousands of couples we've coached. We coach a client, mm-hmm. couples, they usually have some issue that they come to us for. Right. And in the beginning of their relationship, when they first met, everything was great. Like in most relationships, everything seems amazing. After a while, once they get more committed and they, the relationship grows, then they start to run into problems. And so we compare it to like riding a bike. Well, you get that brand new bike and it's great in the beginning, but then after a while of riding it, eventually it's going to start to ride rickety. And a relationship is no different. It's going to be great, but then after a while, it's going to get a little rickety. The ride's not going to be smooth. So couples will fight and they will fight and they will scream and just go back and forth nonstop. Then eventually threaten to divorce or break up or go their separate ways. And then they come to us for coaching. And when they come to us for coaching, we help them resolve those issues. And after a couple of months, you know, things are great again. And their perspective is like, okay, we're great forever. But then a couple of months later comes back, maybe another year passes. And all of a sudden, the relationship was rickety again. And they're blaming and they're trying to bully each other and they're losing their minds and they threaten divorce and they threaten it. And then they come to us and we're like, hey, hey. Pump the brakes. Don't throw away the marriage. Don't throw away the bike. Do what we taught you. Go back in and tighten, tighten the, the bolts. bolts. <laughs> yes. Tighten the bolts. Yeah. So now, what do we mean by that? Just like that bike, it's going to start off great in the beginning, but eventually it's going to get rickety. That's because the bolts are going to come loose. And when the bolts come loose, you don't just throw away the bike. When the bolts come loose, what do you do? Tighten up the bolts. Go back in and put in the work and do the things that you need to repair and heal your relationship. It's never going to end, people. As long as you ride that bike, those bolts will always eventually come off. That's just what bikes do. They have not created a bike yet when the bolts don't come off. That's just what it is. And relationships are the same way. Save the date, Atlanta. On October 21st, 2023, love will take center stage at the Black Love Summit. Join Black Love for a day filled with music, heartfelt conversations, and so much fun for Black singles and couples alike. We're celebrating six incredible years of love, unity, and growth within the Black community. And this year, the summit is going to be even more extraordinary with a lineup of special guests, thought-provoking panels, and genuine discussions that matter. Hosted by the visionaries behind the Black 
Love docuseries Tommy and Cody Elaine Oliver, this event brings together renowned couples from the show and talented members of the extended Black Love family. Together, we'll dive into candid and honest conversations about what it takes to build lasting love and create a thriving community. This reminds me of the time that we did the summit a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when we talked about sex and our daughter was in the audience and <laughs> right? she got really, really embarrassed. <laughs> so That you, was so fun. That was fun. It was not for her, but for us. <laughs> but for us, it was. <laughs> you won't find an experience like this anywhere else. So don't wait. Go to blacklove.com slash summit to secure your spot now for the Black Love Summit. Let's come together, connect, and empower one another. Go to blacklove.com slash summit to get your tickets today. There are no relationships but that won't get rickety. They're going to go get rickety, but you don't throw it away. And you know, and that's a tough one. I get it because it took us a while to catch on to that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. We would fight over the same thing over and over and think, oh my God, this this is it, the end of it. Mm-hmm. But then it was one day, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Remember the thing that we did before to get yeah. over this before? It's the same thing. Let's go back and do it again. First of all, I want to uh, clear up what rickety means for those of you who have never heard that rickety. term. Rickety, rickety, relationships. rickety relationships uh, is it's kind of falling apart. <laughs> I want to be clear on that. It's a New York term. Uh, but it's a New York term. Okay. Um, but yes, I agree. I agree that, you know, over time, things start to fall apart in every area of our lives. Like that's just the way that it works. And I love this idea of tightening the bolts because it's true. When things start to fall apart in life, especially in our relationships, people tend to focus on what's wrong and then notice more mm-hmm. of it. And then they start to, to see their relationship as irreparable, right? Like we just need to throw it away and start over. But the next relationship is going to have bolts too. And you'll have to tighten those bolts too. So you're better off learning why are the bolts coming loose? Mm-hmm. What Which bolts come loose consistently? Where am I needing brand new bolts? Because sometimes you need new bolts, right? And one of the reasons I believe that we have to tighten up the bolts in our relationship is we're always changing and growing. Yeah. The people we are when we come into relationship are not the people we are going to be tomorrow, the next day, next month, or even at the end of our life. So we're always growing and changing, which means we have to adjust yeah. ourselves and we have to adru- adjust our perspective on how things are done, how we relate, what roles we're taking on. There's so much that needs to consistently be adjusted And if you don't know that, it's easy to think like, this is ending. Um, The love isn't there anymore. We're not the same. Like, I don't know how many times I hear that. Like, we're not the same anymore. Well, you're not supposed to be the same anymore because you're always growing and changing. If you're not growing, you're dying. And if anything, the people that should throw the bike away are the ones that the bolts don't come loose because that means there's no growth. There means there's no friction. That means you're not using it. You're not getting all of the nutrients you can get out of a committed relationship. It, it is really like a Petri dish for growth. You can see yourself, you see things your partner's doing you don't like, you learning your preferences, they're doing the same thing to you. Like that's where all the growth happens. So those bolts have to come loose 
So yeah. you can expand and grow together. Another reason why it may be time to throw the bike away when it's time, when couples don't want to tighten the bolt. Yes. When they refuse yes. to tighten the bolt. And in order to make it work, you need both partners to tighten the bolt. Mm-hmm. And if one person wants to do it, the other one doesn't want to do it, uh, or the other one's in denial that they even, there's even bolts, yeah. on, right? yeah. then you're in trouble. Then that, in those situations, okay, I understand getting rid of the bike. But in a lot of situations, sadly, most couples don't go to therapy. Mm. And so most couples don't realize that the issue is just the bolt. Mm-hmm. And they think it is the bike. Yeah. And they come into this relationship because of society programming and Hollywood TV mm-hmm. shows that once you get into a committed relationship or married, that there aren't supposed to be any bolts if they come loose. Yeah. That ideally it's supposed to stay that way forever. And then when they run into the loose bolt, they can't handle it. Yeah. And they just give up. Because no one has ever told them that that's a part of it. Yeah. And then nobody's ever shown them where the bolts were. And so there's a lot of couples where they're ready to throw in the towel. Yeah. And they've been fighting it out and slugging it out. And then they come to us for coaching. And we explain like, no, 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 no. Nothing's wrong with either one of you guys. It's this situation here. Your communication or your um, not understanding each other's love languages or you're, you're trying to get the same thing. You're just approaching it in different ways. Or your, or your ego showing up because your partner is asking you for something, saying they have a need, and you're taking that as a personal attack against you mm-hmm. instead of, oh, you my boo, what you want, what you need. Let yeah. me see if I could do it. If I can, I will. If I can't, maybe we can come up with something else that will work for both of us. But I think people get very offended Sometimes when a partner asks for a need because they interpret it as you saying you're not good enough. And that's not true. Sometimes we just grow and change and we need something different or something new. And if we can't come to each other and express that need with love and acceptance, then yeah, the bolts are going to come loose. Like we're going to feel dissatisfied. We're going to feel like it's falling apart. Mm-hmm. But Falling apart is not necessarily a bad thing. It's called catharsis. Things break down so that we could rebuild on the next level. And that's one of the things I love about coaching is helping people realize Mm -hmm. you're just growing. You just go into the next level. It's It's not bad. It's perception, right? If you tell yourself it's bad and it's over and it's awful because we're not the same, that's going to feel very bad to you. But Mm -hmm. if you realize like, hey, we're always growing and changing and we're getting better and better together. Okay. We're making adjustments. We're tightening things up again and we're going to be solid. And yeah, this is probably going to happen again, but it's an opportunity for growth, discussion, communication. It's okay. You'll get there. But a lot of it is the ego. The ego does not want to hear I need to do something different or you want something different than what's currently going on in the relationship. And and once I agree with you, what you're saying earlier about if you're not experiencing it, that means you're not really breaking in your relationship. Yeah. And then you eventually you end up even tightening the bolts actually brings you closer. Mm. Once you start doing it together as a team and you understand what you both need to do and you work together, it actually brings you closer as a couple. Yeah. You know, you know, a big sign and, and kind of a challenge that you can do to yourself is ask yourself in the middle of a fight in your relationship, how much you love your partner. Like if you are still saying, I love you and I want you and I need you when you are disagreeing, then 
your bolts are loose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. You still yeah. love each other. You still want each other. You're just not on the same page. You're just most of the time, what I find, wouldn't you say this is true, Anthony, each other is telling each other a story that's not true about the other person. Mm -hmm. You're doing this because you think this. You're treating me this way because you don't respect me. You're not doing what I want because you don't love me. When the other person maybe just doesn't understand what you want Mm -hmm. or doesn't know how to do what you want. Or it's so new and different, they keep forgetting. Remember, no one forgets on purpose. Forgetting is not something we can control. And I see in relationships, people take it so personally when mm-hmm. their partner forgets. And, it's, and it turns into, but I told you, I told you seven times. Well, it's new. I haven't downloaded it yet. I didn't yeah. remember. I did not wake up and go, wait a minute. Anthony told me that four times. Hold on. Let me hurry up and forget. Let me hear him forget what he told me. Mm. Okay, I forgot. Anyways, what'd you say, yeah. babe? <laughs> <laughs> right. Forgetting forgetting doesn't happen because you don't care. Forgetting happens because it's new information and you've not downloaded it. And it's not part of your consciousness and how you interact with the person. And so you need to gently keep reminding each other. You need to give each other more context of why that's important to you, what it means to you. Have a whole discussion so that you have some association to remember why and what you're going through. And I think part of the the reason that the bolts come loose is people stop communicating. They start telling a story about why things are happening without consulting each other. And then they're living two different realities at the same time. And in a lot of situations, couples ignore it or allow it or becomes the norm for it to be like that. Yeah. And eventually you can get to the point where the bolts will completely come off yeah. Everything will get stripped. The relationship won't be salvageable. Yeah. The bike won't be salvageable because then more that leads to more damage. Then more bolts will come loose. Then more things will come loose to the point where things will literally break yeah. in your relationship and you may not go back. You may be at that point of no return. So you don't want to wait till you get to that point. And the, even the shakiness and the discomfort, it's not there to punish you or tell you that you're bad or he's bad or wrong. It's just getting your attention, letting you know that this area of your relationship needs attention. It's a warning. Mm-hmm. Look, pay attention. Yes. So that's what the wobbling is about. That's what the, you know, the <laughs> uncomfortable ride is about. Yes. It's about letting you know, hey, 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 pay attention. Yes. Not blame, not yeah. fight about it. Yeah. Pay attention. If you don't handle this, it can make things worse. So get in there and do the things you need to do to improve this situation. Tighten the bolts. Also, it's an opportunity to ask questions and get to know each other and go deeper and be more connected. We've done a couple of uh, posts on our Instagram where we're asking each other connecting questions, right? So connecting questions are literally asking your partner what they want and what they need. I think one of them that we did was, what do you need to feel emotionally connected to me on a day-to-day basis? Right? That's a great question. And if you're asking each other these questions, that's what's going to keep your bolts tight and don't get offended. Right? If your partner says, I need more of your time, don't go into, well, I can't help it that I'm not giving you time because my job and the kids mm-hmm. and the, the, the answer to that is, okay, baby, that's good to know. 
I love that you want more of my time. That's that's incredible that you want me. Okay, let's figure out how we can get more time together, right? But a lot of times what happens is the defending. Well, I can't help it because uh, that's okay. Nobody's mad at you for where you are, but I'm letting you know to pay attention in this area, so let's figure out what's going on. We don't we don't have to fight about it. So and no. I think that that loosens the yeah. bolts a lot. People take it personally when there's a request um, or an invitation for more relationship, which is interesting because that's what everybody wants, right? More connection, more love, more, 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 more. But this is how you get it. But you got to You got to deal with the what's the word? The rickety. You got to deal with the rickety bike a little bit to realize that you need more. It's a sign that you need more and you mm-hmm. want more. And that's okay. You should. You should want more. Yeah. So let me ask you this. In your first marriage mm-hmm. that didn't work out. Yes. Did you try to tighten the bolts? Did you not realize there were bolts? Do you think if oh. you would have tightened the bolts, things could have gotten better? You could have salvaged it? Like, what do you think would ha- what happened with that? Oh, honey, I had one of them craftsmen's tool kits in the garage, <laughs> the big, tall red one with all the drawers. Like, I tried to pull out every tool I could to tighten it up. I think what happened was I had a partner that thought arguing and fighting was the end and the bike needed to be thrown away. And and I get it because he grew up with parents that never fought in front of him. So whenever they did have any type of disagreement, they spoke in another language. So he didn't know what was going on. So in our relationship, anytime there was conflict, it was just, he couldn't handle it and it was just too much. So it was hard to get to the tightening part because he couldn't even deal with the fact that the bolts were loose. It was Mm -hmm. like, nope, no, they're not. And and then from that point, it was like, well, then let's just, you know, it was always the comeback was, got to be careful of this. The comeback was always throw the bike away, right? So we should just get divorced. Well, why don't we just get divorced? Until after Mm -hmm. a while, one time he said, why don't we should just get divorced? And I was like, "Uh, okay, yeah, we should. Let's, Let's do that because we're not doing anything to make it better. I offered counseling. I offered self-help books. I'm telling you, I had the Craftsman toolkit, but he he didn't want to use it because it didn't make sense to him. Didn't mm. he didn't understand it because he didn't have life experience of how to deal with conflict. Now, here's me that grew up in total chaos. So it's like, oh, we got some loose bolts and shit's falling apart. All right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get the craftsman and then we're going to get the tools out and then we're going to gather everybody around. We're going to give you a job. We're going to give you a job. We're going to give you a job. And this is what we're going to do. And then we're going to tighten it and we're going to ride away into the sunset, (laughs) right? Because I grew up in chaos and things falling apart. And so I learned to fix things, but he did not have that experience. So it was very difficult for him to even deal with things needing to be fixed, which mm-hmm. is a great point of why the bolts come loose in relationship. You have to remember you have two different people coming into a relationship with different upbringing, different belief systems, different programming, and we're going to be different. And what happens after we're together for a while, we have this notion that we're supposed to be the same. Right. And so the things that we fall in love with each other for are differences, right? I mean, we always use the example, Anthony's a kick down door, big energy guy, and I was small, shy, victim girl, right? So I was in love with your big kick down door energy, but then my programming of being scared and small 
would start to feel overwhelmed by it. So I'd try to tone you down. And you were in love with my sweetness and softness and, you know, able to be able to be empathetic and compassionate. But then over time, you felt like it was impinging Mm -hmm. on your ability to express yourself. So a lot of our marriage has been learning to allow us to be ourselves fully, but also being able to grow from each other's example and take on some of each other's energy, right? Where we talk about it in coaching as trading gifts. So I've learned to be more outgoing. I've gotten stronger. I'm a much more powerful woman from your example because I was able to receive it and you have become much more compassionate mm-hmm. and empathetic towards people because of my example. So we've we've balanced each other out in that. And I think in a lot of relationships that's happening, that trading of gifts is trying to happen, but they're seeing it as a negative and they're seeing it as a personal attack. And I have to double down and fight for my autonomy instead of sharing who I am with you, and then taking on some of your energy and balancing us both out. Mm -hmm. So that tightening the bolts is really when you start having that, that bumping into each other where the blending isn't seamless anymore. And it's never going to be seamless forever because we're always growing and changing. You and I still will argue about, you know, my energy, your energy, who's going to go, you know, who's going to, which energy are we using in what situation, but but we know we're just tightening bolts. You know, we're always getting better at it. Yeah. And over especially, I'd say the last six months, eight months, I oh, definitely yeah. noticed a leap. Like we took a quantum leap in getting even better at it. Yeah. And in the, in the past, the tendency, the thing that makes it so challenging is that, for one, the bolts tend to go get loose at the worst goddamn times. <laughs> When it's you're crossing like, a bridge yeah. in the middle of the night. And it's like, you're having a good time. You got a good thing planned. And you're ready for this beautiful day. And this and that. And then it's like, let's go. And then the bolts come loose. And it's like. <laughs> You'll start the car. Like, really? <laughs> really now? We're going to go through this now? Mm-hmm. No. But you, you can't control that. Yeah. But when it happens, that with most couples, I think the biggest challenge is that tightening up the bolts, it's like everything else. Hmm. You got to practice. Yeah. And practice. And practice. And when you when it happens in a lot of situations and you don't have enough practice, you automatically go to the anger. You let your emotions get the best of you. Yeah. And once the emotions take over, you're not going to be proactive. You're not going to mm-hmm. be constructive. You can't think clearly. You just want to win. You feel you're being attacked. You're trying to attack mm-hmm. back. You're trying to prove you're right. And that's not going to tighten the bolts. That's going to make the situation even worse. So basically, you just made the bike ride even rougher and harder, which is putting more wear and tear on the bolt. Yeah, more pressure. And more pressure on it. And yeah. then as it comes loose, it adds more pressure. So the key is in reminding yourself, calm down. Mm-hmm. Let me breathe. Right now, my emotions are letting me know that I'm not, I'm not in the right mindset. So mm-hmm. let me take a time out for my partner. Let me not discuss this until I calm down. Yes. Let me get my head together. Let me figure out what, what I want to say. Then now let me come back. And then I'll tighten, remember to tighten the bolts. Yeah. And so to me, success is not the bolts never coming loose. Success is when it comes loose that it doesn't take us long to remind, to remind ourselves, go back and tighten the bolts. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to waiting a month or a couple of weeks. And yep. being upset with each other and going through that rough ride to just go, hey, babe, nuts are loose again. The bolts are loose again. 
And then we go in there and we just do it. You know your part. I know my part. You know what you're responsible for. I know what I'm responsible for. I know what the toolkit is. Toolkit is. And then we (laughs) knock it out. Yeah. And then we can still go have that wonderful day planned. Yeah. I'm saying it was just like a speed bump. And actually the day would be even better. Well, I would say, you know, I always want to add this in. It, It has everything to do with how you think. Right. So as soon as the bolts come loose, it's going to be very normal for you to go into self-protection mode. And all your thoughts will be about like, I need to protect myself and this person's against me and they become an adversary. And as soon as you get into adversarial role, you are going to want to fight Mm -hmm. because you need to protect yourself. So one of the things that you can do is have a brain file tucked away somewhere about how much you love your partner and how much they love you and how they have your back and all the good things about them. I know I'm always talking about appreciation, you guys. It's because it works. So it's the law of attraction. When you get upset about something and you focus on self-protection, you're going to attract a bunch of thoughts that tell you need to protect yourself. And this person's your enemy and they're against you and you need to battle and don't give in. And then now your ego is completely running the show. But what you can do in the middle of a fight, it's not easy, but it's doable, is like, I'm really pissed right now and I'm not understanding what's going on and maybe I'm not getting my way, but I do know. I do know my husband, my wife, my boyfriend, my partner, my girlfriend, whatever, really cares about me. And Mm -hmm. I really care about them. And they're a good person. And they're not purposely doing anything to hurt me. It's just our bolts are coming loose in our relationship, or we're just having a perspective collision. But I know who they are at the core. And that's one of the things for me that really helps me to really get in there and tighten the bolts with you is that I know your character. I know who you are and I know that you're not against me, but I recognize we're two different people and we're not always going to agree. And our work is to get in there and figure out how to put our two personalities, belief systems, um, differences together to build something beautiful. And uh, it's worth it for me to work towards that when I know that you got my back. And you don't, you not only got my back, you got my heart, babe. You got my heart. Oh, I love that. Love that. But I feel the same way with you. The, oh, yeah, the bolt, you do. Oh, the, yeah. the bolt metaphor, tighten the bolt, it's not just in romantic relationships. It's in all mm-hmm. relationships. It's oh, in yeah. relationships with your children, the yep. relationships with your family members, your friends, relationships at work. Yep. Um, and with your own personal life, mm-hmm. I'm always reminding myself to tighten my bolts. You know, when I'm having days when I'm out of alignment, that's usually a time when it's like, okay, you have some bolts you need to tighten. And I go in there, go with them, and I do the work. Uh, ironically, in my first marriage, because I know I asked you about yours, your mm-hmm. first marriage, yeah, about tightening up the bolts. In my first marriage, I was very aware that the bolts needed to be tightened. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do the work to tighten the belt, the, the bolts, because I, I valued the bike. I valued the relationship, the marriage. Right. But my first wife, she was not concerned about tightening the bolts. Mm-hmm. She did not come from an environment <laughs> yeah. like that. I wanted to tighten the bolts and she wanted to paint the bike. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, let's just make the bike look pretty on the outside. Let's just put some new, a new ribbon, a new basket on it. Mm-hmm. But let's just put some, you know, baseball cards in the spokes. She wanted to focus on what it looks like on the outside, outside not yeah. on the inside. Yeah. And then when the bike is riding all, you know, rickety, 
wobbly. Wobbly. <laughs> and she's, she's like, I know it is, but when people come around, let's tell them the bike is perfect. Just put it on the kickstand. Just kick pretend stand. like the Just bike put is the perfect. Stand up. Right. <laughs> it looks good. Yeah, it looks good. And it's like, no, I don't want this. I yeah. want to. Oh, let's get in there, tighten it, and let's have a good ride, and this and that. And that yeah. was not her way of doing it. Yeah. And I was resentful, but now I get it. I'm at peace with it. Everybody is where they are. They are where they are. Mm-hmm. And we were young, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, you make a great point. And I don't know, maybe I'm so impressed by this because I have life experience of what it's like to be with a partner that's not willing to do the work. I'm always so impressed when both people are willing to do work to make a relationship go forward. So if you have a partner that's like, yeah, I'm in, let's go to coaching. Yeah. I'm in for therapy. Yeah. I'll do a sound bath. Yeah. I'll do a meditation. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a partner that is in it to win it with you, you need to celebrate that every day because there is nothing worse than wanting to grow and improve and evolve and being tethered to someone who's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't care about that. I'm not thinking about that. Now everything's fine paint the bike, put the bike in the garage. We only bring it out when company comes over. (laughs) Anyway, who cares? Right? So if you have a proactive partner that is willing to get in there and tighten those bolts, like Anthony says, it applies to all areas of your life, including you. And be excited to tighten your own bolts. That's where your growth is. That's where your happiness is coming from. One of the things you guys can use to tighten your bolts is, and it's still up on our website, you go to our website, we've talked before in other episodes about our love report card. Mm-hmm. Go check out the love report card because the love report card is kind of like a diagnostic for yeah. your bike, for your relationship, mm-hmm. to show you like where what areas are the bolts coming loose, and what areas where the bolts are, are really tight and are in a good situation. By consistently doing a uh, assessment, mm-hmm. you know, you can stay on top of that because it's easy to get away from you. People are busy in life. They got kids, they got the day-to-day challenges of paying bills, the distractions, the TV, mm-hmm. you name it. And so it's easy to take your relationship for granted and not give the your relationship the attention that you need, consistently need to make sure that it stays satisfying for you both. Um, I just want to add one more thing about this bolts and then uh, we can wrap it up here. It's really important not to keep going back and talking about how your bike used to be falling apart. Mm-hmm. And I don't trust that the bolts are not are tight now because in the past they were loose. Like you have to give each other grace yeah. and not keep going back to the past of what wasn't working. That's the past. We all have areas and times in our life where we're not at our best and we don't know what we don't know. But one of the things that I see couples do is we'll work with them and they start to make progress. And then they're like, but you used to, and he used to, and she used to. And it's like, yeah, that happened already. We don't want to keep recreating the past. So you have to forgive the past. I give you grace. I forgive you. I forgive myself for what we did not know. And now we're yeah. here. Let's tighten the bolts and let's go have a fun yes. ride together. Ride. Ride Baby, hop on the back. I'll let's drive. Ride. Hey, <laughs> I love riding with you. Just as long as you don't make me sit on a sissy bar. <laughs> no, I won't make I'm you good. sit on a sissy bar. Then I I'll promise. <laughs> <laughs> you would if I asked you to, though. I, I believe that you would. You wouldn't like it, but you, you would know, do it. You I'm would do it, babe. <laughs> Good job, baby. Good job. Thank you. Good job. That was another fun episode. I hope you guys like that. 
Yeah, just make sure you guys tighten your bolts up. That's yes. all okay. It's a it's a great thing, not yes. a bad thing. So yes. That was another amazing episode. Yes, it was. I want to thank all the listeners for hanging out with us. We love and appreciate each and every one of you guys. I want to thank Black Love for putting us on and giving us that love and support we need to all of our producers to be knocking it out the park. Yes. Life is good. Love our people. Love our people. And if you guys haven't had a chance yet to get a copy of our book, Crack the Code, Secrets to Achieving Your Happily Ever After, make sure you pick up a copy today available at Amazon.com. And if you guys are interested in coaching, you can coach with Melanie and I. Just go to TheAmazingClarks.com and book a session with us. You can coach by phone, on Zoom, or live in person if you're in our area. Last but not least, if you're interested in becoming a life coach, but just learning some skills to life coach yourself and live a happier, more empowering life, then check out our life coach training and certification course at lawofattractionlifecoachacademy.com. We also want to thank you for all the love on our social media handles at The Amazing Clarks. Please share us with your friends and family that need a little more love in our love revolution. And we appreciate you. Share, like, share. All of it. All of it. (laughs) So there you go, people. We gave it to you. Now what you're going to do with it? See you next time. See you next time.